Man, we're on another episode of Do Another Deal with Joe, and I've got, man, one of the OGs of wholesaling real estate. <laughs> probably, I don't know about that. Probably, like, like people do it a lot, a lot longer than you have, but you really revolutionized it through through your success in the industry and started, man, you started Wholesale Inc. Like, yeah, it's this is one of my one of my favorite people and uh, one of my one of my mentors um, that has honestly made me. I think I don't. I'm no slouch. I don't feel like, but has made me to be the man I am today in a lot of ways. I really appreciate this. This is Cody Hoffine. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Well, super excited to be here. Um, I'm just I'm just honored that you put this together. Um, I think the one thing I can say back so that everyone's listening to this is your heart within this in the general that you're always you're personally trying to get better and in doing so you always want to share how someone else can be better. And that's what I've always admired about you. That's been from the time we met, uh, a kind of a fun story about Devin is he actually was a competitor of ours. Yeah. He worked for a different company here in Utah. And I remember uh, more than one occasion, we tried to snipe you. Snipe yeah. is where you're like, man, I, I love what I see here. I love the talent. I love the culture. Culture weighs more than anything for our business. And I was like, dude, you just culturally fit. And what would it look like to come over here? And I loved his his answer. He was very like, well, I just, I'm committed where I'm at. And he remained true. But then ultimately, little by little, we just got to know each other. And so I think a, 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 maybe a silver lining to everyone understanding what was competitors was actually collaboration. I don't, I don't feel like we ever felt... Like, oh, one's winning more than us or nothing like that. We always collaborated. Well, we bought deals from you guys. That's what, yeah. for me, it was fun. It was never a competition. I remember, I did lose some deals to you guys, though. Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. There was a deal I was negotiating with this guy, and he wanted a certain price. I'm like, and I, and I, this was rookie mistake. I tried to do it over the phone instead of just driving 20 minutes to his house. Rookie mistake. Never do that. We're yeah. going to close in person better than him over Absolutely. the phone. Absolutely. And so, man, I, I called the guy three <laughs> days later, and he's like, oh, I just signed a contract. I'm like, oh, crap. Who'd you sign with? Like Utah Sell Now. And I'm like, oh man. So yeah, I and that's like because they, they had a better system, better processes. So I, I was yeah, at the time I was committed, but yeah, our, our story was pretty cool just because I feel like I hit a ceiling with where I was at. And I'm like, and my wife's like, you need to call Mark and Cody. Cause I had talked to you guys up. My yeah. wife had never even met you guys yeah. before. And she's like, you gotta call Mark and Cody. And I call you guys and like the stars just aligned. Let's go. Yeah, this dude is awesome. So it started as competition is now very much collaboration. You guys know Devin's story hopefully by now. Uh, very, very successful uh, real estate investor. I hate just saying the word wholesaler cause you yeah. do fix and flips, you do buy rentals. So I just say yeah. real estate investor in general. Um, you're one of the top performing, uh, for those that may not know, uh, co-founder of Joe Homebuyer. And he's one of the top performing uh, franchise owners, and it's been it's been awesome watching you. Well, awesome I, I could have done it without you and Mark. Like, and and I'm excited excited to have an interview with you and chat with you, and then I get to talk with Mark as well. And like these these guys are like they're they're legends in the business. Like you think of the the top people in this industry that are successfully flipping and wholesaling real estate, you either have really close relationships with these people, or you've done business with them. Or, or they talk you guys up for, for really putting things out there to provide a lot of value for people. So That's awesome. Yeah, Cody. Well, how do we add value to your uh, audience today? What is, the, what is the best way to serve your audience, Devin? Lead and guide me, my Man, friend. So first of all, like, what got you into real estate? I think that's the question most people want to know. And I think it would be cool to say I wish I, I, I knew with clarity that I wanted to get into real estate. Mm -hmm. That would be a lie. 
I did want to be an entrepreneur. That yeah. that is true. That is very much true. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. I knew what it was like to own your own schedule because I got to live and and watch this firsthand growing up. Uh, my mom and dad they owned a construction business. My mom, I say I include my mom in that yeah. because she was very much the whole back end, like the glue holding the business together. But I got to witness it. So I knew I wanted to work for myself. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't really know it was going to be real estate. And I think when we we just act imperfectly, there's actually a book. It's called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Okay. He talks about this philosophy of most people, in fact, he challenges that you, you don't know what you want to be. But instead of going towards saying, this is what I want to be, for most people, it ends up being through the process of elimination. Meaning you do something, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this forever. And then you go do something and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this until you fell your way to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I found home. Like I found where I need to be. And so entrepreneurship for me started back when I started uh, 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 insurance agency. Now the, the coincidental thing was I had to go through that step, that process, that, that imperfect action of just starting a business, not knowing that hindsight that I wouldn't like it. Mm -hmm. At the time, I only knew what I didn't. What I, I only knew what I knew, and that was I got into entrepreneurship. I started insurance agency. It, it turned into a success, but I was like, "There's nothing fun about selling insurance. There's just nothing fun about this." And so, a year into it, I'm like, "What's my target audience? What's my target client?" And for whatever reason, I thought of real estate investors because in my mind, I mapped out all investors have a lot of homes, nice homes, rentals, nice cars. So one one investor could produce. 10 policies, 20 policies. So why don't I just go and insure every investor yeah. in the state of Utah? So I started going to real estate investor associations and for five years I didn't, Devin, here's the, here's the funny part. I never listened. Well, I did. I was there. I was showing up. I was listening to stories, but I would just listen from an insurance standpoint. I'm like, Oh, this speaker tonight has 22 rentals. I need to meet him so yeah. I can insure all his policies. Yeah. Not once was I listening to oh my gosh, this guy has 22 rentals and it pays him X amount of passive income. Never once heard that story, yeah. even though they were sharing those stories. So that's how, that's how I got into it was I came home one night, uh, actually early, it wasn't one night, early from work one day, and my wife would normally expect me around four or five. I came home around about two to three o'clock. So I came home a little bit early. I walk in, my wife's crying. Yeah. Like she's at the table, she's crying, and I'm thinking, oh no, like what did I just walk into? Yeah, heads down, crying enough that her her mascaras like made black eyes, and I just remember tapping her, and I said, "Sweetheart, what's wrong?" And she looks up. She's like, "Do I put food on the table with the money we have tonight, or left, or do I put money towards the mortgage? We don't have money for both." And I'm like, "Like I'm the provider. Yeah, I'm failing my family right now." She didn't make me feel like a failure. I felt it. I felt it. It's not a coincidence, call it karma, call it universe, I call it God, that stars aligned and not so coincidentally, two days later, I'm at a real estate investor association with a new set of ears. A guy stands up, I found a deal, and I did a process called wholesaling. I moved it three days later and I made $29,000, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I heard something different this time. It wasn't, oh man, I wanna insure this guy. It's like, how do I do that? Because I'm in need of money right now. And that's what got me into real estate. I asked that individual how he did it. He told me he wouldn't coach me because I'd be his competition yeah. in the future. But it led me down the process of figuring out how to wholesale my first deal. It was only 39 days later after that one meeting, 
39 days later, I did my first deal for $24,000 and it changed everything. Dude, that's amazing. Hopefully I didn't go too long on that, but that's that was it. Well, how'd you find that deal? That was through, um, I, I bought into like a, a mentoring program and it's a little mom pop program and I was just sending out direct mail. Oh, cool. So direct mail back then was even hotter than it was today. Like it's consistency, right? And yeah. I don't know if you're, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I still do direct mail today. But man, back then you could get a deal for so much less than you can today. And it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, and just so you guys know, direct mail still works. Too. Still works. It still, still works. works. When people say it doesn't work, I'm like, God bless you. I'll pick up those deals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so look, I could, I could personally go on and share like because my next question is like what's the best quality about you i could point out a million <laughs> things about cody like i could talk good things about cody all day but to you personally what what do you feel like is the best quality about you um i think i hope everyone feels comfortable and confident so know that this is not a prideful thing a boastful thing i want to keep it simple because i think if you start to think of who you are today that's probably the wrong principle i'm yeah. trying to share as much as go back like what is the grassroots what is this principle that helps cody win and I, I want to break it down so simple because I think so many people think, oh, you have to have an MBA to be in a real estate agency or you've got to, to be able to buy a, a rental, you have to have so much money. So my quality is I know how to make a lot of money. And that, that, that's just not true for me. Yeah. Mine was, I just know how to smile at people and have fun. Like I'm lighthearted. I, I, I will bring energy into any room I'm in. And so I want people to understand that getting into real estate is not about, man, I'm just so good at education. I know how to just, when I find something, I learn better than anyone how to do it. Quite frankly, I have no college degree. Yep. C's get degrees in high school. Um, it, it, I wasn't educated, but simple to keep it simple. I can go into any room and connect with someone in a very short time because I just simply go in there and smile and bring it in a different way where someone's thinking about the deal. I'm thinking about how do I just simply connect and that that has served me more than probably any characteristic that would be of value to share that might be, you say there's a few. I think that's the simplest one is I can connect with people really quick. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you pointed that one out because that's that's honestly the thing I recognize about you the most. I remember the first time I met you. So me and Jason Lewis, um, look him up if you haven't. That guy's killing in the real estate business. Dear friend of both yeah. of us. And he... I remember the first time we had we had lunch with you and with you and Mark. I'm like, man, who is this guy? He's like, so charismatic. Like, nothing. I it, you gave the vibe like nothing has ever gone wrong in this guy's life, <laughs> which is obviously not true. He's shared a great example, true. but it's just like you gave, you gave off this vibe like, man, if Cody can live life, like, and look at the time you were doing great. Like, you guys have got your business going. We reached out to you. I was working for a company that was buying 150 houses a year, and I'm like, how do we? do more deals with you guys because you guys are we bought in probably three or four deals at that time for you like how do we yep. buy everything from you that was yep. my my former boss's mindset i'm like let's just get them to sell everything to us which is is not is it not didn't a, work guys yeah, it, it, didn't, it work. didn't work it didn't work so but even if it was the greatest person ever that's just not how you successful in this business so this this honestly leads me to my next question like cody in your opinion what is what is one of the main things that somebody can do to be successful in wholesaling real estate? It's, it's kind of a little question, but I want people to, to, if they can just gain one principle from this, what is a principle that you would apply if you were starting out your wholesaling business? Man, so we happen to be sitting in, in Joe Homebuyer Corporate today, yeah. and uh, we happen to just be in my office. This is the desk I actually work at. And I have two quotes up here that I live and die by and I share as often as 
possible because none of it says go get a degree. None of it says you got to know more than your competitor. None of that. All it is is committing to a couple things, and that is progress, not perfection. So we're not looking to build a perfect plan before we take action. We're just willing to go take imperfect action and a lot of it. And through that imperfect action, you're going to realize, man, the person taking imperfect action is miles ahead of the person sitting at home on the couch, building a perfect plan, taking no action at all. Yeah. So for those that are building those perfect plans, good luck. I'm going to outact you. I'm going to imperfect action, outperform that person. 10 times out of 10, not nine times out of 10, not eight times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, my imperfect action will always outperform the person sitting at home measuring five times to cut once. And then it goes to this other quote, which is success is found on the other side of comfort. Commit to being uncomfortable every single day going forward. And I have found the most successful people I know are always uncomfortable. Comfort is the scariest and deadliest zone to ever be in. (laughs) Here's the thing, like, it's funny you bring that up, the uncomfortness. Like I feel right now. Like yeah. it's like I said, we're we're June twenty or July twentieth, twenty twenty three, and I've been two years into my business and I'm I'm trying to scale and it's just like, oh man, if I gotta scale, I gotta get more uncomfortable. If I wanna get this level of success, I just gotta get super uncomfortable. It's 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 not a fun thing, but man, it's it's no different. Like Cody Cody loves the gym, I love the gym, we love to exercise. Like if you're not pushing yourself beyond your limits, you're never gonna grow. Yeah. Like, don't do leg days with Devin. If he ever says let's go to the gym and he says we're gonna do leg day today, don't do it. It was leg day today, and I didn't ask Cody. <laughs> he didn't ask no. me. He knows I'd say no. So there are okay. There are days when I'm a little more comfortable than uncomfortable. Uh, no, that's very true. That's very true. You have to stay uncomfortable. But Devin, here's the best part. I get to witness. Not only are you witnessing my life, I witness your life. We're dear friends. We're close people. Uh, we hang out on vacations together. We've been on the same vacations with our families. We know each other. Yeah. Here's one thing I, you get to witness from me and I get to witness from you. And the truth is, you start climbing this peak. You start climbing your Mount Everest, whatever your goal is. And I get to witness that you last year climbed and got to a top of a mountain. And you got to experience like this super huge success. Everyone has had this. So think in your own life, what is your Mount Everest? And you're like, man, I got there. The reality behind entrepreneurship is it's just the bottom of the next mountain. So you've never, you've never ever hit the destination. You just, you beat that goal, but now you're just at the bottom of your next mountain to climb. So you being uncomfortable will always be a truth, meaning it doesn't stop. It's not like, well, I was uncomfortable for five years. So now I get to be comfortable. No, you don't. You've got to maintain clean, uh, climbing that next hill and attacking your Mount Everest. So, but Cody, you're somebody that's made a lot of money. So what, why, why don't you just hang it up then? Like <laughs> you, you've, you've, you've done, you've been really successful in your businesses. Like, like you, you run a successful coaching business, you're running a successful franchise business. Like, like what's, what keeps you going, man? Like what's, what I, I surround my, what I would define purpose. Everyone's like, Oh, you got to know what your purpose is. And for me, purpose is made up of your why, it's made up of your vision, it's made up of your intention, and it's made up of your values. So those four things have made up my purpose and I just get crystal clear where most people are focused on the deal, and I'd be lying if at the beginning, to go get that first deal was all about the deal. I needed money, but today, I don't chase the money, I chase my purpose, and the byproduct is money chases me. 
Yeah. And I don't say that disrespectful. I don't say that. Um, I don't say that arrogantly either. I, I'm saying there's a different mindset because I used to chase money, but it's an endless race. The race never ends when you chase money. But when you can chase purpose, money chases you, and that's a, yeah. that's a great thing for everyone to adopt and, and to adapt to. And so once I got crystal clear on why do I do what I do, because there's willpower at the beginning. It was willpower. My wife was crying. She we needed money, so willpower. But willpower is like a bottle rocket. That's where you light the fuse and it's like boop pops and it's yeah. quick. It's it's just cheap fuel. It will get action, but how long is that action? Not long. So I need to turn from willpower to why power. Why power is. I want my dad to be able to retire. I want my in-laws to retire. I want to, I, I served a two-year mission for the church that I, I belong to. And it was such a huge impact on my life that I know there's other 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, because that's when they go out, that can't afford to go on missions. Well, me and Wendy, my wife, we've committed to saying, hey, why I still do this, why I still go out there, create, compete, and do these things is because my dad's not fully retired, my in-laws aren't fully retired, I still have plenty of 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds that can't afford to go on that two-year mission, but it was such a huge impact in my life that if they want to go on a mission, I'll fund it. I will help them go on that mission. I have my wife so that when I wake up and someone tells me, go pound sand and uh, go F off and all the awful things that people can say when you get a lead, I can oh, yeah. have a smile on my face. I don't even react. I don't even get mad. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I frustrated you today. Yeah. If you want to be taken off the list... That's okay. Before I let you go though, do you know anyone else that's looking to sell their home? And you can still have a conversation, let go. When I get that next phone call, I'm still smiling from ear to ear. I'm not torn down because willpower would say, man, this, this business is tough. Maybe I should just go back to my nine to five. Maybe I should just give up and be done. Yeah. Maybe real estate isn't for me, but I don't live on willpower. I live on why power and I have things that I have not fulfilled, I have not accomplished, and I wake up every day with a smile on my face saying, I'm ready to go accomplish what I told myself I'm gonna accomplish. That's my why power. When you do your journaling, which I recommend you do, if you're not journaling, you have to. Yeah. Do what Cody just said. What is, focus on your why power and not your willpower. Yeah. Because, like, look, like I said, we're both pretty, like, disciplined people in a lot of aspects of our life. But how far has willpower actually taken you? It's like, It has its purpose. Yep. It's just not longevity. Yeah. It's short play. It'll get you your next deal. But let's be honest. I still face challenges every single day. So willpower gives up when you face challenges every day. This business is never perfect. I'm never gonna have a year when I don't have a challenge or a trial or a problem. There's always gonna be problems in my life. There's always gonna be challenges and trials in my life. Willpower gives up. Why power says, I don't care. I'll chew you up for breakfast. No, that's amazing. And that's and look, like I'm I'm trying to, to teach you guys and, and have guests on that can teach you how to, to find wholesale real estate deals and, and the principles are gonna get you there. So you can make money because look, we all want to make a lot of money. Yeah. That's if 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 anybody's telling you that's not their purpose in the especially in the beginning. In the beginning, lie. it's a hundred percent their purpose. But it, it, the thing is, though, like I've learned, I'm like, oh, even when you get that that big check, you're expecting to f sometimes fill a hole yeah. that you can't fill. Like, yeah. If that's if that's your focus, like because look, we we both know we've met multimillionaires, even billionaires. Yeah. And there's some of those the most unhappy people we've ever met because they're just continually chasing something. And even if it's chasing them, like, I don't want it anymore. Like, I got the cars, I got the house, I got all this stuff, and there's not fulfillment in, in, in life in general. Like, Very true. So. Joy is not attached to a number in my bank account. Joy is attached to progress. The days that I become someone better, I experience joy that day. The days that I just plateau and I stayed the same as the person I was the day before, coincidentally, I don't experience joy that day. 
Yeah. It's not tied to, oh my gosh, I have 50 grand that just went in my bank account. I'm so joyful. No, that's not true. It's always been tied to this one principle. Did I become someone better today? If so, I just experienced joy that day. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I appreciate that. So look, Cody, a lot of a lot of my audience um, and a lot of people that have reached out to me are, are super new into the industry and don't really know a whole lot about wholesaling real estate. So what would you say is a principle that, that you could have done differently in the beginning or something you did well in the beginning that, that they can start applying now? So the biggest thing is there's there's people like you out there. There's people like for me, there was a Josh that it'll mean nothing to you here, but means something to me. There's individuals that you'll come across in your life that are already in the destination that you want to be at. Yeah. And it's how do I surround myself with those individuals as quick as possible and learn from them to get paid. Now notice how in the in the typical world we live in, you're gonna pay to go to school. They don't pay yeah. you to go to school. You pay to go to school to receive knowledge. How cool is it in this space? And this is something that I'd say uh, double down my focus. So I did do this. I wouldn't be doing anything different as much as I would say, man, I lucked into having this be one of the principles that helped me win at the very beginning. That is find someone that's already in the destination you want to be at and find a way to serve them. So this individual was like, man, they already have a ton of rentals. They do a ton of fix and flips. They've done a ton of wholesale deals. I've done zero. So many times we have this like arrogance as human beings to say, I'm going to find the deal and I want hundred percent of the deal. And I was okay with saying, hey, here's an individual that I can learn from and get paid from. Not like college where you throw money out and you don't get money back to go learn. Meaning, I'm going to bring a deal to this individual that's also going to go on the appointment with me, help me close the deal, help me find a buyer for the deal. And all I got to do is pay them 25% of the deal, 50% of the deal, whatever you work out. And I get to walk away learning from an expert that I want to trade places with and get paid to do this? Like that's the, that's the best principle I can tell you is don't be cheap. I'd rather have 50% of something than 100% of nothing because most likely you will fail on your first handful, 10 appointments and you could fail indefinitely on every appointment and never really get into a real estate business because you just keep repeating the same mistakes because you don't know what you don't know. Find someone you love, like and trust and bring them in on the deal, cut the deal with them and learn how a pro does it and get there as quick as possible. Get to their destination as quick as possible. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing, that's the whole point of this podcast. I'm so glad you shared that principle. I want people to, like look, between the two of us, we've done in the thousands of deals. Yeah. Like that's, like I said, Cody's done a lot more deals than I have, but I've, I've been in real estate for eight years. I've been involved in hundreds of transactions. And so why wouldn't you reach out to somebody like me or Cody or somebody in your in your industry locally that's doing wholesaling real estate or fix and flips to help you do that deal. Because look, I had had six years of real estate experience when I started my own business. Look, I didn't have a great buyers list. And when I blasted out my deal, I had a JV partner reach out to me and he brought me a buyer. And I I made $26,000 my first deal and that, that JV partner made 10,000. So I, because just for bringing in the buyer, but the thing is, I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have been able to close on that deal if I didn't have somebody like him that could bring yeah. that value. So one of the yeah, things, Dev, and I envisioned when I thought of Joe Homebuyer, I thought of how do we serve people at a high level? Yeah. And so here we are at this point of time with a little over seventy-five franchisees throughout the nation. I always envisioned where people could also bring in, like saying, "Hey, I've got a deal." 
And I always envisioned like, man, why don't we be the answer to guests that may be listening? Why don't we be an answer to people all across this nation where they can reach out to a local Joe home buyer yep. that they love, like, and trust, where we show them the right process right out of the gate. On top of that, we are the ones that have created a culture where we've partnered with the best of the best that are buying these franchises that they could just reach out to a local Joe and oh, say, yeah. hey, I've got this deal. How do I do it with you? And I love that you're bringing awareness to it because I'm telling you, that's uh, that's been a, a vision of me and Mark, the other co-founder here at Joe Homebuyer. See, that's, and I'm glad you share that because that's, that's my message, guys. I want people, I want you to bring me these deals and I will connect you with the right people. We got 75 franchises in, in what, 25, 26 states now? So like, look, guys, we're doing deals all over the country and I'll connect you with the people that are gonna help you take these deals to the finish line. And look, we even go as far as going to the kitchen table and negotiating. We, we get our acquisition managers out there, our business owners to sit at the table with these sellers to negotiate a price and terms that's gonna benefit the seller most important because you're there to provide value, but then to help you make money. Because like I said, that's why we're here. Like, first of all, provide value for your sellers. Second of all, sell your deal and make a bunch of money. That's that's literally what we're here to do. So man, Cody, I, I really appreciate you joining me. And like like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't want anybody else to be on this podcast than Cody who's been successful. Like and I think to point out he's successful in business, but the reason he's successful in business is because he's a better husband and a better father. And that's something that I admire in Cody and as, as a better person that I admire in him more than anything else. So if if there's anything I want people to understand, be the best version of yourself and then the business stuff will typically work itself out. Take so, care of home base. It's yeah. always been my motto. Absolutely. Take care of home base and the details iron themselves out. Awesome, man. That was fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother.